Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the world, and welcome to Death by Pod. It's our little show where all we do is talk horror movies. My name is Matt Hudson, and the power of Christ compels me. And joining me is the greatest co-host you could ever want. It's a dame of pain herself, as Elizabeth, also known as Bloggy Balboa. How you doing, mate? I'm all right. I think that's too much of a vulgar display of power there, but um, oh, I'll sort it in time. <laughs> <laughs> My voice isn't deep enough like yours to do that. In time, yeah, or wretched enough. <laughs> no, that's what every woman wants to hear, isn't it? My voice isn't deep enough. I know. Yeah. Deep enough as yours. Sure, we're in it. That's how it works. Tough. How you doing, mate? Think, you are, mate. Yeah. yeah. How you doing? <laughs> 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 so she can out masculine me. Uh, I'm doing good. I've got some big dick energy. BDE. How about you? How are you doing? I'm all right. I've got high pitched voice energy. Yeah, I'm all right, mate. <laughs> uh, living the dream. A cup of tea. Uh, I've got Euro 96 remembered or something on ITV. I'm watching England versus Holland from 24 years ago and it's glorious in this weather. But yeah, I'm all right, mate. Are you coping well in this um, fun situation we're in? I am, yeah. I've got myself nicely sunburnt today, um, as is the British tradition of summertime. Yeah. I went out in the garden, I had a few ciders, mm. and I got a little bit sunburnt. So my legs are on fire right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I shouldn't laugh at that, but okay, before we get into this whole like horror film stuff, so, cider, I've never actually asked. I've seen you drink copious amounts of it in pictures and videos and whatnot, but what is your nice. cider of choice? <laughs> just anything i've seen you've got a little bit of a problem yeah, yeah. i've seen you um, drinking out of a boot i've seen you pouring it on your cornflakes in the morning <laughs> that's it, yeah. i want to know what flavor you had your piss stinks um, a I bit say, yeah, yeah. it smells like sugar puffs <laughs> oh. no what, yeah is it sugar puffs yeah that was that would be me tomorrow nice uh, <laughs> i i go for a nice uh passion fruit cider something quite light i uh this this time around, though, I went to Tesco's and I got myself some Palmer Violet cider. I've seen that. It's of the Brothers' ilk, you know, where they do the toffee mm-hmm. apple and, um, yeah, rhubarb and shit face. How was that? And then they did Palmer Violet. It tasted like soap. Yeah, nice. So, Alcoholic soap. So we won't be buying that again? No, no. It was it was like a nice, like a pleasing purple colour. It was like it was still quite vibrant, but it was also like sort of dusty at the same time. It was very feminine. I liked it. Oh, good. I felt like I was drinking poison. Or... <laughs> in which case, I'll probably like it too if it's feminine. Uh, I'm not a huge cider drinker. <laughs> Give me the fruity ciders. I'm all over that. Um, but I'm not really a massive fan of like the old proper scrumpies and all that. I remember drinking when I was like 14 in a in a field. But um, I haven't actually asked you. I don't know if you have or not. Or have you just spent the whole not day getting your legs burnt? But what have you had for dinner? For dinner, I had cheese wraps because of the, the cider and the sunburn. But I just thought, you know what? That stir fry that I was going to cook, which I now am desperate for, by the way. I'm hoping that um, I can sort of give Jack the nod when this is wrapping up and he could go down. Yeah. And I can time it perfectly for when it ends. I'd like, I'll be like, bye, Matt. And then stir fry. Um, I had cheese wraps. It's basically the end of that story. What did you have? <laughs> oh, yeah. so, so basically, you're going you're gonna to have something else as well. When, when we get to the game section, give him the nod. Uh, what did I have? I had, you know, that tortellini pasta, that chicken is filled. You get in like the chilled section of the yeah, supermarket. Yeah, yeah. It's like three minutes on a hob. I was like, yeah, it's one of those days. I'm too hot out there to eat anything. I do. Usually I'm thinking I could have a kebab now because I'm that kind of guy. But it's far too hot <laughs> to eat anything like heavy. I don't even fancy the chocolate I've got in the cupboard. So you went for a stuffed tortellini? Well, I did because I thought it was quite um, light. I mean, it wasn't too okay. heavy. Okay. 
It wasn't like something with chips or rice on the side. It was just a bit of pasta, uh, chicken and bacon, and it was all right. Actually, it tasted a bit tasted a bit cheap, but at Sainsbury's, it was a bit. It's all right though. Did you put like? Do you have a sauce with it, or did you just like have it raw? Naked. I put. I oh, tossed okay. it in butter, a uh, mm-hmm. bit of pepper, and then the old uh, Italian cheap tomato sauce Heinz on the oh, side. Nice. See, I find with those ones, you can just have it with just butter. Yeah, it's all right with a bit of butter, a bit of nice. pepper. So. Oh, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. Well, you keep thinking about your stir fry you're going to have uh, within the next 60 minutes or so. And I'm going to say to you now, Bloggy, it's death by pod, isn't it? For those who are new to the show, firstly, we do actually talk about other things other than booze and food. Thank you for listening. Uh, this is our show. We talk about one horror film per episode. We dive into it. What did we like? Uh, what didn't we like? And um, we have a lot of fun doing it, basically. So, Bloggy. Without any further, what on earth are we talking about this week? Uh, we are talking about the film Wounds. <laughs> That's Wounds. It was directed by Babak Anvari and it was released on October the 18th, 2019 via Netflix. That means it's available to stream right now. It's, uh, it is, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it is. it is, yeah. Yes, it is. It's... <laughs> 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 Starring Army Hammer as well, Dakota Johnson as Carrie, Zazie Beats, I like that name, as mm. Alicia, Carl Goldsman as Jeffrey, oh, Brad William Henke as Eric, and it had a Rotten Tomato score of 54% and a Metacritic score of 51, indicating mixed or average reviews. Bum, bum, bum. So, so before we get into the meat of the show, which by that I mean Bloggy's famous synopsis, got a shout out now that if you haven't seen Wounds, as Bloggernall just said, it's on Netflix, go stream it, because we are going to go full spoiler, we're going into everything that happens, for the better, for worse, we're going to spoil the end, and we're going to spoil everything for you. Go check it out, it's only about an hour and a half long, then come back and listen to us. So this is your spoiler warning. Now, that being said, Bloggernald, what on earth is Wounds all about? God, what isn't it about? That's the question. That's really the question. But really, the actual question is, what the fuck is this film about? Um, it, <laughs> it's about a man called Will, and he's a bit of a drunk, and he works at a bar, and some kids come into the bar, and you think he's going to be a bit like Hot Fuzz, where he's like every year, but none of that happens. They just leave this really freaky phone, and it's full of like fucked up shit like dead heads like seven heads that are dead from dead people and just uh, all this stuff and there's a lot of cockroaches and one of his mates has got like a wound and um, that's about as much as I can tell you because the ending doesn't get explained and that's wounds it's not far off to be honest usually I usually synopsis are like proper <laughs> concise you know they're 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 like almost they're, 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 they can come straight from empire or from the annals of these big film companies or from a synopsis from a studio this one is pretty much bang on the money to be honest <sighs> well that said let's not waste any time on this one bloggy <laughs> wounds <laughs> you saw this before me actually and this was what we do for those uh who listen in um, you're through the looking glass now, people. We we have a list of films we're going to do. We know what we're going to talk about in advance, so it keeps us going for a couple of months. So we haven't got to go through the rigmarole of contacting each other outside of the show to discuss what we're going to talk about. All very yeah, professional, you see. Exactly. We just rather t- uh, talk about booze and beer off here. Yeah. So we've had this one going for a while now, but Bloggy saw this first. Uh, I'd never heard of it, and um, what did you think of it? I want to point out that I, I asked for it. It was the same as The Prodigy. I asked for it to be put on the list because I saw a trailer and I was like, well, this film is going to blow my mind. 
and probably, you know, just, just blow me at this point. Change, uh, change it forever. <laughs> I hated this movie, man. <laughs> I hated it so bad. Um, and I, I hated it even more when you told me that we were doing it and then I had to just re-watch bits on YouTube. And it, <laughs> that's why I'm drunk right now. That's why I'm sunburned. <laughs> Because you had to sit and watch wounds oh, again. Oh god! Because I had to just—I had to erase it. But did it bring up right old note, wounds? It did. It, it, these wounds are not going to heal. No, but the side will help. What do you, <laughs> come on, speak up. What did the, well, there's a quote in the film. I wrote this down. It actually summed the whole thing up. It was by Will Army Hammer. Will in the film says, "You don't want to see it. You don't want to see it. It's awful." Yeah. That summed up the movie to me. So yeah. I was like, oh, great. It's like a meta film. This film, this movie is so toilet that even the IMDb trivia cannot be bothered. This is literally the only bit of trivia they have in a film. And I quote, Army Hammer and Dakota Johnson were both in the social network, so they didn't share any scenes. <laughs> it's the only trivia on the film. Before. Oh, it's the only trivia. Um, yeah, I wasn't a fan of this. I... I thought it sounded quite interesting, and I thought the cast, to be honest, give me Army Hammer, I'm a big fan of him. Dakota Johnson, uh, I like her, and Zazie beats uh, everything I've seen her in. I thought she's a, she's all right. But, oh, my, what on earth was this? And Baba, we actually did um, Under the Shadow, which is um, Babak Advari's like, debut, I think, and this is this is his f- first mainstream film. And Platy, oh, whereas... I thought I knew that guy's name. This is the same guy. Yeah, whereas Under the Shadow oh. had kind of like... The meanings and the messages in that film made sense because they were subtle enough. Here, it's like, well, I must be hitting you in the face with a wet kipper. God, I feel, I'm going to look like such a dick now because I said in the last podcast, like, oh, we will wait for his next film and it'll be brilliant. <laughs> and now, here we are. Thanks you. So this is your choice, this was, mate. Yeah, uh, Wounds stars Army Hammer as a man trying, trying desperately to get his end away. It just ends up a bit With slapstick. everyone, yeah. It's just a yes. bit, yes. All right, and, well, uh, yeah. Well, should we, follow, uh, should we follow convention for Death by Pod? It, this, this bit may not take that long, but we always start off with what we what we like. We always start off with, firstly, did we like the film? So you know, you get an idea of what you're in for. Then we go into what we did like and then what we didn't like. And usually one outweighs the other. And I think I know where this one's going. So, Bloggy, was there anything you liked about this film? Yes. Okay, yes, good. It's very much the same as um, Under the Shadow. Now that you know you've mentioned it, I think that they're they're. <laughs> they're I, can, I can see what was trying to be done. I can see it. Like you know, I liked the fact that he was an alcoholic. I liked the fact that he had kindred spirit. His life. Like yeah, <laughs> but no, like straight away he's got shit life, and yeah. that's obvious. And the cockroaches are there like straight away, and you're like. Ooh. And uh, Dakota Johnson delivers that amazing line of like people are just full of worms, and it's like really intertwined with everything that's going on in the film. I like the big guy who gets stabbed in the face. I like the arm wound. That bit really freaked me out. Uh, I like the fact that she pissed herself watching that portal all day. I thought that was just a really nice touch. That made me feel a bit like, oh, she wet herself. Um, You know, everything was super creepy, but then. It just, like, just, I don't know. It just took a shit on itself. I don't know how else to... I feel really bad for being so awful about it, but I just really... It made me angry, actually. 
Honestly, it made me angry. I'm like, flames on the side of my face, hearing breaths. <laughs> I remember your almost embarrassed, your shame when um, when you watch this film, <laughs> and then you were like, oh, no, I put this on the list. Now you've got to watch this, and you're going to think bad of me. And um, well, I do. Uh, I remember sending that text. It was really late at night, and it was like after I'd finished the movie, and I was like, I've got, I've, I've got to face Matt at some point. Yeah, he's going to have to sit here and waste an hour and a half of his life oh, watching this. Oh, God. Um, so the atmosphere you liked and a couple of like the actual visuals. Yeah, I like the atmosphere. I like the couple of scary bits that they had. I liked that it was obviously trying to... I think it's trying to say something, um, which I'll probably go into later, as I always mm-hmm. do. But um, it wasn't enough for me, no. It just it didn't. It didn't. It was too obscure. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Yeah. I've got I got four notes that I liked, okay. <laughs> and uh, okay. usually, usually I have quite a few because we 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 on death by pop we have a laugh, but we do also try to evaluate a film like properly. We don't just sit there and be like oh, okay, it's rubbish. But some films, you know, it's all subjective. But some films don't are just naff. Um, and I thought this was one of them. I what was the first one I got? There was a cool shot of Will eating his like subway sandwich, and the couple <laughs> behind him in the background are just staring at him. I was like, that's quite cool um the next one is in the bar that they're in i think it's called rosie's yeah uh, when the saints go marching in is playing i'm a southampton fc fan so i took reminded me of football great reminded great. me of something else um <laughs> the next one the um will gets a text saying i think something i oh, know will gets a text from carrie uh saying i think something's here with me and then she sends a picture of a thing very clearly there with her um but when he, when Will gets there, because he's working at the bar and he like crashes over the bar to go to her, um, and no one knows what the hell's going on. This is like three quarters of the way through the film when his decline is like rapping, rapidly happening. Uh, he gets home and as he's walking through the dark house, there's a very quick shot of someone running in the shadows in the background uh-huh. as he goes to check. And I was like, okay, this is this is more like it. This is what I want to see. The suspense, but with with reasoning, because like you've just said, there's a few things which play into that, which I want to mention in like the, the cons section. Um, and the one bit army hammer just gets pissed at the bar. He gets angry, tries to beat some bloke up, swears at his boss, throws some cups on the floor, like a petulant teenager and storms out. <laughs> so, yep. That's my energy at the minute. Um, yep. and that's it. Okay. That's pretty what much about, it. I've gone. What, what about the, the videos on the phone at the beginning with the hair? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got that in the next section, but I mean, yeah, I mean, okay, okay. I mean, the idea of it is fine. I mean, like I said, I, I like the premise because when, when you, well, I know because like I say when when we come out of this film and you said you wanted to watch it, I went to look at the synopsis and I thought this sounds good, and yeah, the cast, I was like, this is a decent cast actually. This could be quite good. Problem is, it's got that stigma of Netflix who can either who will either drop an absolute banger or they're just like the prodigy. Um, banger, so I, I, banger, I like or the, banger. Is it, Oh, <laughs> you know what that means. Westwood. Westwood. Yeah, so I thought the premise was good. I like, I like the atmosphere, like you did. There's a few visuals I like, but it has like a really kind of lo-fi quality to the way it was made, which sometimes suits a film's aesthetic. But I just thought it just looked a bit cheap as well. And um, so it, it, you know, visually it didn't entice me. And mm. the story just didn't, gra- didn't grab me. I mean, sp- for like spoiler, in my cons, 
for, for, for the first 45 minutes, like bugger all happens. It just follows Will trying to get his end away and him drinking. Literally yeah. nothing happens. Yeah, you get the moments like you just mentioned, but really not much happens. You get mo- basically it's Will walking around trying to get his end away and being hammered, like gurning. And then in between that is a few moments here and there of like exposition, like a fu- something that happens on a phone or he sees a video. Other than that, there's not really much there. It's like a really oddly paced film. But honestly, other than that, I, I couldn't really find much else to like, apart from the cast. Not that any of them really covered themselves in any glory, but I like the cast list. Yeah, I, get, I totally get what you're saying about it, especially it being oddly paced. Mm. I definitely felt that, that there was... Um, there'd suddenly just be an influx of things going on and then as quick as they came, fuck all would happen. And I'd be like, yeah, I'm really enjoying watching your chilly domestic situation right now. (laughs) Where where have all the cockroaches gone for fuck's sake? That's what I mean. There were interesting parts like that. If they just like, if Babak or Mr. Anvari or Anvari, what are we going to call him? The director, if he just kept like a tone, (laughs) then it would have been, Okay, because like you say, you've got the the chilly domestic situation. You've got his own problems. You've got his bar is overrun by cockroaches. You've got um this phone, his phone uh, which he's got, and then you've got the kids surrounding. Then you've got this like portals being opened. Like, how is any of this kind of re- realistically linked together? Now, I know they tries to, but there's too much going on. And like you said, it will go from one thing to another to another without any real kind of link. Yeah. They are all kind of loosely linked as well. That's mm-hmm. that's what's so annoying about it. It feels like Anvari kind of had maybe four or five ideas that are all stemming off perhaps this, um, you know, idea of voyeurism maybe and mm-hmm. the internet and damaging, you know, like sort of this is coming from somebody that's done a massive piece of national horror cinema as well that are literally about like national wounds. So you, I, I, I can see what's trying to be done, but it's just not quite being done. Um, it, it's, to, it's to, he needed to pick like one. It needed to be one thing that was going to be the you know the main crux of everything. Um, but this is like there's there's just there's too many hurts. <laughs> there's too many wounds. I the can't wounds keep are up. plenty. It's a yeah. We are it's like legion for they are many. Yeah, there's just too much going on, and I, I mean I'm obviously going to be fairly. I'll try to be fairly restrained because this this is probably someone's favourite film out there or somebody out there will probably really like this. And if you do, I'd really like to hear what, what it is about this film that, that dragged you in. Because 54% of Rotten Tomatoes, that's one, one in every two critic enjoyed this film or liked it enough to give it a thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, in terms of social horror films, I don't think it's all that. Yeah, I think it's... um. Yeah, I think I, th- I think um, the best way to to move forward with this is to talk about all of the things that we didn't like, and then try to find the positives in that. Oh, it's <laughs> a really good idea. Okay, well, well, ladies first. I mean, what is it you didn't like about um, Wounds? In I hated it. <laughs> Nothing. <to> no <laughs> End of pod. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I uh, there's obviously you know the, the fact that. From the from the get go, and even from the trailer, the the thing is this this phone, this phone that's got all these horrible videos on it. And obviously, whenever I see some, whenever whenever I see a head, I always think of, especially on a mobile phone, there's kind of one obvious type of video that springs mm-hmm. to mind, right? Um, and I just thought, okay, so if this is supposed to be about like 
all the shit that gets passed around on WhatsApp where you're like, oh my God, someone sent me a beheading video. Oh. And like Dakota Johnson getting sucked into the portal to the point where she's pissing herself, but she can't stop looking. And I was thinking, is it, and especially like now in lockdown as well, I think I'm getting like a bit weird, but like looking at horrible things online, like things like hate speech, negativity, opposing politics, so awful things mm-hmm. in the media, it puts us into this portal and we can't stop thinking and looking about all of this vile stuff. And I think it, I think it's like supposed to be being like we're rotten inside because we consume so mm-hmm. much media. It was trying to, you know, like voyeurism, or you know, the main monster is like just one big eye, like Sauron, and it's just that's what I meant by like they was trying to say something, but it just it, overall it just didn't gel together, and it didn't, um, it didn't sort of create like a fluid thought piece that I, it didn't create the film I thought it was going to create, which was one about you know it had a clear trajectory. I think no, that's fair enough. I mean, it's, I mean, to me, it's t- it's a film about. Um, human psychology basically it's like the psychology of humans and their behavior but again there was just too much going on outside of that to take to take away from it i mean i've got so much wrong with this i mean i don't even know how many bullet points i've got quite a few unfortunately but i mean even little things like the introduction where it says wounds it's like cheap as anything (laughs) and it doesn't have to be slapped back Mm -hmm. explosions going off i was like that looks naff and straight away i think it's will just goes and fucking millennials I'm like, the dialogue's awful. That's a like really like naff dialogue, and mm. um, like Babak couldn't wait to get Dakota Johnson in her pants for half of the film. And I guess she was in Fifty Shades, but you know, put some clothes on her. Really odd thing to say, but yeah. it, you yeah. know what I mean? It winds me up. No, it's fair enough. Like, it's definitely fair enough. I mean, I think um, I don't know. I think that Dakota. I don't know whether this is just Dakota Johnson for me or whether this is Dakota Johnson in this film, but I just felt really like she just no. wasn't there. So I don't know whether that was because she didn't have a lot to work with, but then I also have felt that way about her mm-hmm. in other films as well. I didn't really think she was kind of playing that Fifty Shades role. It's almost like the sort of Twilight effect where she's just this bland woman. I didn't really understand what her purpose was in that in that film at you all. You could have replaced her with anyone else. Oh, I don't mean that negatively about Dakota Johnson. I think it's the way it's written. You could put anyone in that. No, movie. no. And I think that's um, it's a shame because I think that that role could have been mm-hmm. expanded a lot more. But that's why I think I, I just think it was going in too many directions. It was looking at like inner demons and then you know like outer demons and then like everyone's demons and I was just like, I <laughs> and there's a bloke and there's, and there's another bloke in his house who's got glassed in the face but somehow now has got like the devil yeah. inside him or you know this portal's opening within him yeah and then there's all this religious stuff like you know sort of paganism and um the phalestines or whatever the fuck they were called and all these, you know, we can we can get gods out of wounds, and then he starts talking into the wound, and you're like, oh, is he gonna like try and heal himself? Like, is this a thing? Yeah. And then it just well, ends. And I think just left wondering. The ending. Well, let's let's get on. We'll we'll save the ending for. Well, we'll save that for the end of the cons, I suppose. We'll we'll go to that bit because that is a that's a, it's something to talk about there. I think about the ending, even though there isn't really anything. But um, yeah. all right then. Terms like scenes and moments and that, can you remember or can you be, can you mention anything that you really didn't like then? Um, I really, really didn't like the whole scene where he like pretty much rapes his friend. I thought that that oh, yeah. was quite a big moment in the film, 
and it was just really really played down to the point where i only remembered it when i was going back through mm -hmm. youtube and looking up clips and then i was like oh god yeah he like tries to rape her doesn't he sort of but that's quite a big turning point and it just it, it was just kind of written then she just goes back there with her boyfriend and her boyfriend just throws a bit mm -hmm. of a strop about it like i can't I believe that I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> he comes into the bar and he's just like, and he like knocks his pint over or his, his bottle, and he just and was that, that's his way of like getting back at him. Yeah. And then the two of them have like the most embarrassing fight later on as well. It's like like handbags at dawn. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I didn't like mm. that bit. That whole bit was just pointless. Like him having an affair was po there was nothing in it. It was pointless. <laughs> well, yeah, and then he's, then he's. Uh, Obviously, and it was obviously about his mental state, isn't it? Because he's also accusing Carrie of having an affair with her teacher, her lecturer, who whom she isn't. But he's like utterly jealous of the fact that she is, and then he's also at the same time going to do that. And again, it's like really like cheese ball lines when he's just like, "This is so nice." And it's just ugh. And then they've obviously, and then they're having their smooches, and they've obviously ADR'd the kissing in because the noises are disgusting. Oh, Honestly, the noises yeah. are horrible. Yeah, like no, somebody, I remember yeah. the noises. It was like a child eating. Like, and then and then he sulks. You know what I mean? Like you said, he, he legit tries to, you know, um, assault sexually assault a woman, and then he sulks about it. When she's like, no, get off me. And yeah. He has a sulk. And yeah, like you said, that's a big point because it, it's, almost, it's almost written as if to say that like, this isn't a natural part of just what happens when you're chasing someone. Well, you know, you get to know them, have a few drinks, you call them at midnight, you try to rape them, then he, you know, it's like, no, it's not what happens. It's just, it was really underplayed in the film. And I know it's meant to be like the start or the, one of the major parts of his spiral, but rather than being presented as a major part of it, it just became like another part. Yeah, I think that was the main turning point where, you know, if it's going to be a possession movie or if it's going to be a psychological horror, mm -hmm. either, either way, that that's the point where you realise that something's not right with him after looking at the phone. But it just almost passes you by. And I think that if a rape scene in a horror film manages to pass you by, that's, you know, that's pretty heavy. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. It's, there's, there was a, okay, and it comes down to that, uh, what we were saying earlier on, like the ex whole execution of this was, it just wasn't handled particularly well. And I'm sure Babak and Vara is going to go and do some, some good films because I didn't mind them in the shadow. I know you didn't mind it either. So he's got the potential there, but he just tried to do too much here and didn't give respect to what needed respect. Yeah, he just um, he needs to needs to kind of edit himself a bit more and um, yeah, like to pick, pick pick one idea and go with that one because that's why Under the Shadow was so good because it had this very you know and you could tell that there was an idea that was close to his heart and he yeah, yeah. whereas with this it was like a lot of different ideas potentially about what other cultures are like as well and it just, it just didn't work like I just didn't understand um what it was trying to tell me but it's very obvious that he's a very good storyteller in that respect and he, visually some of the shots were really creepy and they were really good and the whole premise is a very very good idea I mean the trailer drew me in I just didn't realize that those were all the best bits you know yeah I'm just gonna have a look who actually who wrote the film a uh, story by Nathan Ballengrud. Oh, he's mm -hmm. a. He, I think he wrote. Oh, it was a book called The Visible Filth. So he's obviously helped come into the, the Visible Filth. So he's obviously coming to write the screenplay for it. But um, yeah, I mean, if like you got that, but then right at the beginning, you've got um, 
when he finds the phone in the bar and he goes home, then he just like then he um the messages start popping up, and one of them's like, "You shouldn't have messed with those books." It's that thing from the tunnel. It's like, how lame is that? It's that thing from the tunnel. Uh, so those the way those messages are written was just like really on the nose. Like uh, then he unlocks the phone in two attempts by checking the fingerprints, and then a cockroach just hits his aim. And I was like, what, "What's going on here?" Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. I totally got that as well with the uh, it, 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 that whole. Sorry, that's completely immobilized my speech. What was that whole bit about? Because that never really had like with all the kids. It, obviously, it starts with a whole bunch of teenagers mm-hmm. that obviously have been messing with some books, and he's texting them, and no one replies. And then someone takes the phone from him and follows him. I'm just remembering all of this now. Um, no, you're right. In hell, like what was that? Well, they that chase him. Whole tangent, isn't it? Well, they chase him in their dodge to get the phone back, or they follow him. And there's a kid called Garrett ends up in his house, but yeah, and he's he's all Garrett's already dead, isn't he? Because he's already seen a picture of his teeth everywhere, and then he spits out all the teeth like he's that guy from um, Sixth Sense, you know, like are you ever afraid of the dark? (laughs) He's just in his house and he's spitting teeth, but none of that makes any sense, and none of it gets explained. Nobody comes back to get the phone. He doesn't track down the kids. He doesn't. He doesn't do anything. He just gets pissed up and rapes someone and then, like, eats cockroaches out of his friend's face. Yeah, I mean, the, the last part, we've all been there on a Saturday night, but the other yeah, ones, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not entirely sure. But you're great, though, actually, yeah. Because I thought about that this afternoon when I was thinking about, well, the film, kind of reevaluating my mind. I was like, so I remember the kids, because I made a big deal of his kids coming into the bar. Um, obviously yeah, they, he, they, he was okay with that as well. It was literally like hot fuzz. Yeah, they were underage kids, that's right. And... <laughs> They, the cranberry juice. <laughs> <laughs> well, like the in between us. Who a pint's quite large. You wouldn't order a pint of orange juice, would you? It's a good point, actually. Um, um, but yeah, these kids come in, and like the film goes to goes to show that they're uh, you know they shouldn't be there. These are these are the millennials, quote unquote, and this is like a a regulars bar. But and they drop their phone and they run out, and then you never see them again. And it, it is a case of like, what's the point of them there? Why can they just? not being kids there and just have a phone just turn up outside the bar or something which yeah. would have made which would have um erased at least one more question this film's raised yeah because that's also i mean that was the whole thing as well the fact that he was all like, fucking millennials and it's a bunch of kids that have brought it into his life and it's like so is this old against young or is was because then i thought is that is that a thing is this going to be a thing and then i feel like i got, took along a lot of garden paths I've literally been led up the garden path, and I've got nothing in return for it. But they all they all led to a locked shed. Yes, and I was outside naked and alone, crying. Well, there you go. Then. Cockroaches. Yes, yeah, with a wound on your face. Army we- Hammer also makes disgusting noises when he eats in this film. These are these are the kind of cons I've got. I, I really didn't like the way he ate. Um, I mean, what else? Jonathan, a couple of the other things I like. Okay, that you mentioned the severed head video, uh, yeah. the video itself of like the severed head, but it was fine. But then like a hand comes out of it because I don't know a hand comes out of someone's head because the portals in it. But it's stupid. Yes. <laughs> but because when I was watching, it, I was like, well, "Why is there a hand there for? Even if there is a bloody portal, why is there a hand? Why is it so like little? A hand as well. Yeah, it doesn't look like a like a grown up hand." Yeah, it's a silly hand, but um, yeah, that was <laughs> that was meant to be a shocking moment of the film. And well, I guess if um, 
you want you don't like like old uh, imagery like that, it probably will mess you up a bit. But I was more interested in why why is a hand coming out? See, I okay, I like the idea that he found a phone. I know it's fairly cliche in this mobile technology era that we live in, but I like the idea that he found a phone and there was just there was just this, like weird shit on it, and he's managed and he gets embroiled in it was because he you know he was there. He happened to pick like the strangers because we were in because he managed happened to pick up the phone. He's now caught up in this crap and he's watching this stuff of which he has no comprehension about. Don't mind that whatsoever. I like it, but oh, like a severed head and hands coming out of it. Mm. I and thought then, that, yeah. And the I phone turned into like a pixie, pixie, didn't it, in the car and like covered in cockroaches. Oh, or yeah, of course. Yeah, and then he has to throw it away and. Yeah, it makes out where the phone's like part of it, like the phone's like some kind of like conduit or something, but then nothing happens. Yeah, then he goes to the police and they don't believe him. And an actual line that Will says to actual police detectives was, there was a dead guy, he looked murdered. Like, <laughs> uh, Brilliant. That makes sense. Can't even write a script. He looked like he'd been murdered. He looked, he looked murdered. Maybe that is, you know, Queen's English, but it sounds ridiculous. So a lot of the dialogue I had issues with, and I'm sure if I go through my uh, list, I find some more. Well, you mentioned actually one of the ones I didn't like was when was when Carrie just screams on the inside. It's all just worms. Because to me, it was like, would you say something that to someone in an argument, even in anger? Would you say that? I don't, it didn't feel natural. It felt like a, a line written for this film rather yeah. than a line it you'd say. Like a play. Yeah, like I mean, I can't imagine you saying that to the beard that's feared. Actually, I might do actually, but uh, in an argument. Yeah. Depends when he catches me. Well, if he didn't make you a stir fry, and you were just like, "Fuck's sake!" Do you know the problem with you? On the inside, it's all just worms. Yeah, but the thing is, is he'll probably flip the switch and be like, "They're only noodles, Michael," and I'll be like, "They're worms." <laughs> How do you like your rice, Michael? Ooh, <laughs> my full of drink tea. it. It's blood. Oh, I'm going to drink it anyway, and then I'll become a vampire. Yeah, no, I, 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 would, I wouldn't say that to Jack because he'd laugh in my face. <laughs> nice boy, he's a nice boy. Well, boy. That's right, but I didn't like that line because it felt it, it just felt too showy, too stage, and too 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 film. I didn't feel like a like something you'd say to someone in a real life argument. And I get the argument that this is a about a couple who distrust each other and they're spiraling into madness and everything that's going on. And maybe you would say that, but. I wasn't a fan of that, but you mentioned earlier on. So, um, what, what did you think? What? Why was it uh, a positive for you? I don't know. I, I quite like the line because that's the only thing that ties everything together. Mm-hmm. That is the only thing that, like, you know. So, say it is a possession movie, and there is some kind of kind of entity that went into these kids, and now it's got into him. Mm-hmm. But he's an alcoholic, so it's kind of following that possession pattern of okay, he's weak. They're going to target him. They're going to go against his girlfriend. She's going to get fucked up by it, and it's going to take his soul. So, yeah, her in that point saying everyone's full of worms, it's like you're already dead, mate. You're full of shit. You're mm-hmm. you're empty. You're nothing. She says something about him being like a shell of a person. Or yes. She's always talking about him being more like a, um, I don't know, like a sort of meringue in a way. You know, he's kind of like there's an out there's an outside wall, but as soon as you bite into it, there's there's nothing in the middle. It's like gooey marshmallow there. goodness. Yeah, it's just it's just stuff in it, and I think that's but it, that was the only thing that tied everything in, and the mm-hmm. cockroaches and the wounds, and you know, because you get maggots and wounds. So mm-hmm. I could be, I, I was like, okay, the insects, I, I, I get it, but no, nothing really <laughs> happened from that. 
That's a good point. Actually, when you, when you put it like that, it still doesn't change my opinion that I thought it was us. But, yeah, I like, it, but when you put it like that, though, yeah, in a film which like struggled to connect itself, to have one line kind of go some way to doing that. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, uh, that that now I can now comprehend that in my head. I can quantify it in my head as okay, that line makes sense for that reason. Okay. Um, well, anything, I'm, I, do, I do just need to say that I was I was okay with that line because I thought you're going to go somewhere with that, but but yeah, I, I'm not I'm not okay with that line. I'm just I, I admire what what was trying to happen. <laughs> I guess I'm going to say that in in in, in defence of the whole film, I admire any filmmaker who tries to put a message out. I admire any filmmaker, you know. Period. I can do it. So I admire anyone who tries to get a message out but again it doesn't always mean it's successful um what else we've got i mean there's there's so many other things i mean um the army's at the end of eric's bed like eric's wounded army uh, will sorry I keep calling him army i, I even written my notes army because i forgot his name <laughs> will is at the end of eric's bed and he's just like chugging a beer staring at eric's welcoming groin and it's like okay and then it cuts to uh, this is something which it cuts to the aircon machine blaring for a jump scare and then like sods off again a second later so, it, yeah. you know, Army is, Will's looking at Eric in his pants, and it cuts off again. I was like, yeah. it's just not, and then you get like loads of subliminal shots of like gammy eyes, and um, there's one of uh, Carrie's severed head, and again, it's lots of things like that, but they don't really have any payoff, like especially like Dakota Johnson's severed head. I mean, yeah, later on in the film, she get you think she's going to, she's looking into the portal, but nothing ever comes of that. Um, yeah. The gammy eye, um, I know that plays more into the end of the film. And, and there's loads of subliminal shots. And it's just, it was like, I don't, I don't know, I just it felt like he was trying. I know we've said it too many times, and it felt like he, he's trying too much. And like, and then and then it was quite almost remembering to put like a jump scare in with the, the air con. Under the shadow, the jump scares worked really well. Here, they just felt like forced. Yeah, I think I think to be honest, this whole film, potentially was a bit forced i mean if you're if you've directed under the shadow which was obviously a big uh critical success mm-hmm. and gave you a little bit of exposure if netflix then offered you a slot mm-hmm. you'd want to try and cobble something together surely i mean i don't know if that is how it was made but i just feel a bit like um it was it was too soon and it was maybe a bit rushed because it just feels like it wasn't made by the same guy yeah. but then I guess we're not we're not thinking about the fact that he didn't necessarily write the plot, but still, I didn't get anything from this movie that made me think of Under the Shadow until you mentioned it mm-hmm. at the start of the pod. It wasn't, it wasn't like you know when you watch like a Conjuring and um, uh, the other one, you know the other Insidious? one, the other one, Insidious. That's a good you guess. Know, you know, you know it's by the same people. Yeah, you, know it's, you know it's the same shit. Yeah, like. Um, I'm not necessarily saying that all of his films need to look exactly the same, but... Yeah, but directors have a signature, like the sort of signature style or something which you can tell. My, oh, well, the... How do I put this? I can't... For want of a better word, you know, at the top, the premier directors, you know when you're watching one of their films, not because they're the same film, because they because there's just something about them where you know you're watching a Hitchcock film or uh, a Chris Nolan film or a Tarantino or a John Ford film or something. Um but I mean, and Babak and Vari can quite easily join those uh, people directors. But yeah, this didn't really go any way to. In the two films he's done, there isn't there isn't any kind of like visual or 
stylistic link I can, that I could see. The only thing that I can think of is that maybe we're looking at this film com- from completely the wrong like perspective, and maybe we do need to look at it as someone looking at it from an American and political point of view, mm-hmm. thinking about how Trump and you know people are like that. Because I just feel like there's a bit of a reason that you know you've gone you've gone from doing national cinema and talking about national trauma to then focusing on an American couple who are both white, who are both obsessed with their phone and their computer, mm-hmm. who are being filled with this toxic shit and are then spreading it out to the rest of the world i, I just feel like that if if this guy's into political horror this is this is trying to say something it would but i think it would be something that we'd have to look at over time rather than trying to decide right now what that cultural lynch point was yeah. but i think probably trump his stupid tweets have got a lot to do with it and just the spreading of hatred yeah. making people kind of vapid insect vessels yeah, but I'd like to see him get a wound in his face for the most part. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we are, but <laughs> I don't actually think we are. I generally think this is just a film which, uh, which you know, it, it grasped but just couldn't quite reach what he's going for. I think. I mean, is it? Will it become like a cult classic in 15, 15 years' time? Yeah, I think it will. Or, or, I think I think people will see a lot more in it now uh, later than what we're seeing in it now. Do you think it will be under, I think it's, more appreciated? Or well, as much as a cult horror film is appreciated, I suppose it's really yeah. <laughs> you either know them or you, or you don't really. I suppose, but I think that in a you know in ten years we'll look back on this and be like, oh, it was because of blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. That's what that means, and you'll be like, oh, okay, yeah, that, that makes, makes sense. sense. Well, I'm just jumping, looking through like the the top level um, reviews, and to be honest, people seem to be saying what we are. It's um, one of them okay. says this is just ham fisted Peter Bradshaw in a garden. In fact, um, somebody else says the plot is convoluted and never decides what the story is about. Uh, somebody else says it's oversimplified to dynamics instead of being a slow burn horror. It stretches its beats to the point where there's there's neither there's no highs or no lows. It's just exists mm, I mean, that's just a few yeah. of them and so someone called it uneven uh it's like a film with two halves that often seem at odds with each other so a lot of i mean i don't think we're in the minority i think we're in the, the majority which then makes me think is everyone missing the point i'm not so sure maybe there are other things on a second watch we could watch and think ah oh, well now i see what what you're going for once you've got like the initial mm. you know like numbness out of the way of having to watch it the first time um maybe we have a fresh set of gammy eyes we could appreciate it more. It doesn't mean like it more, but appreciate what was going on. But it seems like lots of other people are in the same boat as we are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think there's, there's a reason for a big fleshy eye monster and the phone and the internet and the portals and the, the evilness of it all. But fuck the phone, <laughs> man. Yeah, I was going to say, well, it passes on a postcard, please, guys, because I don't know. It's a scene yeah. where Army Hammer's looking in a mirror and he's bleeding from the armpit. Doesn't one think I probably should go and get that checked out at the doctor's? That armpit bit made me feel really uncomfortable. That wasn't nice. And then the fact that he didn't actually have an armpit wound, but then he just made one for himself by scrubbing it. Yeah, so much. Oh, yeah, I did. It didn't. I made me think of like you know when your skin gets really dry. Oh, he's been walking and his skin gets really dry. Oh, I can feel like rubbing. Yeah, that, and I was like, that's what it made me feel like. I was like, oh, now I'm going to check my armpit. So, yeah, again, there's some visuals I like, but I don't know. There's, but, I mean, you mentioned when she, when Carrie was sitting in that chair for so long, she just pissed herself. Fine, you know, attention to detail. You would do a little wee-wee if you'd been there all day. 
but this scene actually kind of reminded me of Under the Shadow. If we're going to put two scenes together from his films, it's it's this one for me. It's where Will picks Carrie up and puts her in a bath and she sinks into the brown oh. water and then she wakes up angry because mm. Will tried to help. But there was something similar in Under the Shadow. I think it was when like when she's sinking into the floor and then the, the big like bed sheet attacks her. Um, oh, yeah. That those bit. two scenes, that, that, that kind of like modern horror scene where she puts her in a bath of clear water and then suddenly it turns her hair grows and it turns brown and she sinks into it it's like hmm and then she gets up all angry so those two that kind of made me think of that film but only now that i'm thinking about it and even then it's kind of still loose yeah but then he goes to check her laptop and he sits in the chair which was covered in piss ew <laughs> yeah, he's probably already wet himself though. He's above his drunk. That's right, he? he's been on the sauce the whole time. Um He's probably done much worse in that chair. Well he didn't he didn't have it. he tried to you know all that stuff. He's probably been thinking about his mate Zazzy Beats and you know, probably Zazzy beats one off and wash himself afterwards and <laughs> I don't know. I don't know to... oh, I just razzed myself. A <laughs> <laughs> Zazzy did my pants. Um it's a yeah. great name, though. She's of German descent. I think she's born in Germany, Zazie Beats. She's in Deadpool and Joker. I, really, I don't mind Zazie Beats. And we mentioned Dakota Johnson. I liked her in Suspiria, and I liked her in Peanut Butter Falcon. So she's, and I think she's done, she's a very decent actress, but I don't know, she's got yeah. no material to work with here. Put, she just gets put in some some roles where she's painfully good at just being non. <laughs> she just, because I've seen her in other things, and she's been very much there, mm-hmm. but. I think she's also. I think, but it's the same as Melanie Griffiths, though. It's exactly yeah, yeah, the yeah. same. I think there were she was in where, like, you know, working girl, and you're like, yeah, you're you're present mm. in this film, and then there are other films that you see her in, and you're like, mm. <laughs> oh, that's her. Turning up, love her. Yeah, yeah I mean, but... will will is like a metaphor, like a symbol for the entire film. Like I mentioned, like the whole you don't want to see it, it's awful line, but he will as a character's got no focus. As he because he but for like the whole film he's obviously just he's just mooching around he's ask, asking people to drink with him like that companionship he goes on like rings up his mate at ten in the morning do you want to come have a drink with me or just asking people like Eric he just you know just looking after Eric just for something to do he's got nothing to do in his mm. life and like, then again it's that lack of focus and it's something about that kind of sums the film up for me I'm trying desperately to think of things which I really did like because because we're not going to lie if we don't like the film we don't like the film but we don't want to sound like we're like unfairly crapping on it, though we did have fun with the prodigy, but I just can't really think of anything. I mean, like at one point the phone rings and there's people screaming down it, and Army Hammer breaks down for some reason, but we don't know who's screaming, we don't know why they're screaming, we don't know why they're there. We don't. I mean, just, the portal kind of gets explained in like a ham, hammy kind of way. Um, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of anything. I'm, okay, the bit where Garrett is in the house and he spits his bloody teeth on the table. I was like, that's quite yeah. cool because she's like, there's something in the room with me on the phone. There's a and there's a picture of someone in the house. He gets there, he looks at the picture. The person's gone, goes out the front. Garrett's there in in on the dining room table. I was like, okay, here we go. But then he opens his mouth. And I was like, oh, they opened the portal. Something possessed them. It's watching you sleep. I was like, stop with the portals. Do you know what I mean? As soon as I hit the portal, it takes me out. Just say something possessed them. It's watching you sleep. Okay, now I'm scared. But don't many talk about a portal, dimensions, and all that. Something about that yeah. horror doesn't work for me unless it's really well executed. Like Hellraiser works for me because there was the way that film is set up, written, and executed. Uh, and here, it just doesn't. You know, they open the portal. Who's they? 
Why? What did I do that for? What's the portal all about? It's oh, not scary. It's a bit like Stargate, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but even Stargate was better than that. God, I used to fucking hate Stargate. It used to come on and I'd be like, oh, God, quick. It used to mean that something had ended, probably like The Simpsons. I'm sure that Stargate was on after The Simpsons or Buffy or something, and you'd be like, oh, quick. Just to remind you that life isn't good anymore. Um, I honestly can't. I'm desperately trying to think of anything. I Honestly, I think that we've done the best that we can. I think we've done the best we can with what we've got. And I think... Um, well, what about the ending, then? We, we can both agree. Um, well... <laughs> compared to what like well, yeah. what ending um, it was just, um i mean i get it i get it he he's you know he thinks that he can find beauty and pain and he speaks into his wound and he opens a portal and all the bugs come and then he obviously you know he's broken up with his girlfriend he's got nothing to live for so he's just going to throw himself into that he's just like you said he's got no purpose but now he's got like i'm going to throw myself into this like demonic possession like it's just another thing to put on LinkedIn for Will. <laughs> yeah. It's just another like apathetic Facebook status. Yeah, like when he... Up, down, up still. <laughs> yeah. When he says, fix me, make me whole, Will says as a portal opens in Eric's cheek. I was like, oh. And then cockroaches like, quote, land on the camera, which obscured the view. I was like, that's really naff. Like the idea of cockroaches landing on oh. the camera, which isn't there. So you can't see what's going on. Like, was it because you can't? Is it because you haven't gotten in? And I think we spoke about this on a show recently. I'm sure we did about like um, I think you mentioned actually when you don't like ambiguous endings, or is it because the writer just is yeah. crap at his job, or they can't tie it up? They, I don't, I don't know what they were trying to say in this because yeah, because Eric won't let Will stay at his house because of obviously what's going on, and his cheek starts pulsating, and in the there's a the phone which Will got rid of, is in Eric's jaw, covered in flesh. Flesh. And then Army rings Garrett for some reason, and the screams are sending Eric mad as the cockroaches then suddenly start coming out. And Mary starts screaming into the portal in his face, and then it ends. Any idea what the earth that meant? Um, I think, I, I do genuinely think it just means that he's, he's giving himself to the, to the insect do you, portal, do you think that was a real portal or, or Taylor and Overlord <laughs> <laughs> Simpsons reference we need to get a jingle for that as well actually as we toil in their sugary caves <laughs> I don't I Isn't really don't know I can't think of what Nerpit is trying to say little girl likes her brain <laughs> what are your opinions yeah I, do, I, I think that um, the problem with these kind of films is that they try to I think they've They've seen that Jaws kind of said, you know what we're going to do? We're, we're not going to show you very much and you're going to scare yourself and we're going to make shitloads of money off it. And people are still trying to fucking do that and it just doesn't work. Like, I want to see him get eaten by a big cockroach monster fucker who's going to, you know, cut his head off and, and eat him and then vomit him back out and then eat him again. I want to see it. I want to see everything. Um. And also the film didn't make any sense, so it just would have been really nice to be able to just see the ending. Mm-hmm. I clearly. would have rather him turn into a bug because <laughs> at least we'd have had an ending. It would have been there was a build up to and a payoff. In the yeah. minute we've kind of got like this lackluster build up, but we don't even get a payoff to kind of say, well, at least it's worth it in the end. Honestly, honestly, it's really bad. It's like, um, do you remember that? Did you ever used to watch Goosebumps and the oh, one with yeah. all the ants that take over the town? Yeah. I loved that episode. I, I wish this film was like that episode of Goosebumps. But the episode was better. 
It's that bit where he like he gets his cereal in the morning and he goes to put cereal down and it's just pellets and he's like, oh my god, we're all ants, aren't we? I've got to eat. And then he, he kind of just looks at it and shrugs like, oh well, and just eats ant pellets. It's like that when Homer goes back in time and eventually when they start eating the food with their tongues, he's like, eh, close enough. Uh, donut? What's a donut? Wow. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I have no idea what this is. I think the film because the film does mention about bodily wounds that are used as portals, yeah, to to connect with these higher beings and whatnot for enlightenment and for, for power. And the, the the portal in Eric's cheek is obviously one of those. But the problem is we don't know what happens. We, and that's what annoys me. It's not a clever ending. It's not even an artistic ending. It's a bad ending because we don't know. There's no resolution. Does Will die in this? Is it all a ruse? Does Eric actually just turn around and be like, huh, is this good makeup? Is this all in his head? We don't know. Yeah. Not not because we're daft, but because the actual film didn't explain anything. And I and I think the overarching sense that I get is that neither of us gave a shit either. Like I'm not rushing to like Google to find the answers to this. I'm just like, ah, uh, I'm just glad that I got away with not watching it again, so that I could do this podcast. It was it, honestly. I even said, I said to Jack, oh, it's wounds," and he went, "Oh, fucking hell! Have you got to watch that again." I was like, "No, I'm not gonna. I'm not doing that." He's like, "I don't because oh, I don't remember anything about it either." It's only until I've watched clips, and I've been like, "Oh yeah, look, yeah, cockroach just got like I did not remember a thing, and that's I was it, perfectly yeah. compartmentous. Like I was, and it's <laughs> not like me to. That's not like me. If I'm if I'm all there and halfway back, I'm not going to forget a film that I've watched. But I mm-hmm. I remembered like that it was crap. I think that kind of fits an hour in the head really I haven't wanted to revisit it I wrote enough notes so I didn't have to rewatch it um, so I basically read out everything that happens I'm not really interested in what happened at the end of the film I'm just annoyed that we sat through the film or like any film we watch and there's no answer and again it's not a clever payoff or uh, or like a kind of a, a twist ambiguous ending it just ends with too many um, plot strands which are already unresolved, even more unresolved. And it's just like Army and Carrie's breakup. She didn't seem bothered, and that's kind of how I was by the end of the film. It's just like, okay, fair enough. Yeah. yeah, so that's how I feel. I think that's it for this discussion. So just for my own OCD's sake, because I have to ask, Bloggy, has anything changed about your film? Where does this? Where are your feelings about the film? Where does this sit in the films that we've spoken about for DBP? Um. Pretty, pretty towards the bottom, if not at the total bottom, because mm-hmm. I didn't remember it after I watched it. <laughs> Prod- the Prodigy oh, or this? Terrible. Oh, The Prodigy. Mm-hmm. Same here. I, I enjoyed that film more than this. So you've got less paprika in it, and I'm very upset. And no little boys with old man's faces when they turn around. This one puts the pap in paprika. <laughs> so we've just spent the last 55 minutes saying how much we... Didn't really like this film. Uh, so we thought we'd ask you guys out there, what did you think of Wounds? Uh, firstly, some poll results. Oh, these are, wow. Okay, yeah. we're going to lose a few listeners with this one. It's a surprising 66.7% <laughs> of voters liked the movie and 33.3% didn't. Uh, Nick Hendricks, uh, oh, I'm sorry, Nick, I just completely screwed your name up, mate. Nick Hendrickson said, I like it. Dot, 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 dot. But it left me wanting more. The idea was cool. Acting was on point. I love the atmosphere and the world they build. Just need more of it. Right there with you, Nick. Kind of what we say, just in a nicer way. That, you know, yeah. the idea was a good idea. The atmosphere was fine. But 
that was it. It was like there was very surface level. There's nothing more to it. When I'm sure Babak and Vari really was trying to say a lot more. Uh, we also had regular listener and uh, all-round legend Ashley Eppy. She said, It was a slow burn. I had a hunch that the kids were part of something sinister, and a text message has proved this. The bug sounds were even scarier as I just watched 1965's The Bug. Uh, the actors didn't really show the fear of the wounds, and the text were the scariest part of the movie. I didn't even watch the video of a thing coming through the head, as the screams were scary enough. This movie wasn't what I expected it to be. You start to suspect that Will is under an evil spell or losing his mind. The ending left me thinking, the wounds bring out the worst in everyone if people are feeding off of it. Uh, that's an interesting way of putting it, actually. Um, mm. that these wounds were bringing out the worst in Will. And he literally did end up feeding off it. Interesting that for Ashley, the, the screams and like um, the things you didn't see were the scariest parts yeah. of the film. Maybe it did have the Jaws effect then. Yeah. Maybe. Colin wrong. It's just they just didn't explain what those screams... And I get we may have people saying, well, not, not everything needs to be explained. And I totally agree with that. But I think some things need to have some kind of background. Because otherwise, it's just a guy ringing people and it's just someone screaming. It might as well be the WhatsApp guys, <laughs> for all I know. Probably is then. <laughs> yeah, imagine that. Yeah. Well, Ashley, Nick, thank you very much for that. For the 66% of you who did like the movie, please do let us know why. Because... We are level-headed, and we generally would like to know what it is we're missing, or just what it is you enjoyed about it. So if you don't agree with us, uh, we'll give out the email address and the socials at the end. Just let us know. We'd love to hear from you. So um, Stick it to the man. That's it. Slide into the old DMs and tell us why you uh, why we should dig wounds, basically. And um, yeah. with every show, as we do now, DBP game, Death by Pod. Bloggy, this is your week to come Death up with the, the game. Bam, bam. Oh, here we go. Oh. <laughs> Here we go. What have you come up for this week? Blog e Balboa. It is Creaky Crawlies. Uh, <laughs> we've got to provide three instances of insects in movies and the other has to guess the movie. This is exciting. I've, I've, not, I've not followed those rules, but they're, they're all about insects in horror movies. Yeah, same, same with me. Mine are oh, horror films cool, as well. Cool, cool. cool. Um, how I've written mine, I hope it's the same as yours, but... Um, if not, that's part of the fun. It's a Death by Pod game. That's we fun. do take this seriously, this podcast, but we do like to have a bit of fun with the rules of these games. So um, okay. let's see if the klaxon gets sounded. And if you do hear the klaxon, please do join in and klaxon along wherever you are. Public <laughs> transport in the car with your kids, with your family, Nick Hendrickson, loudly, please. We want to hear you. Absolutely. So, Bloggy, uh, ladies first, we'd like to go first. Oh, sure. Oh, no, here we go. Complete the quote. Ah, the blank. Not the blank. Bees. Yes. Yes, yes. Where is it? (laughs) Can you just do that quote once more with feeling? Ah, the bees. Not the bees. Like that. Oh, mate. Right. One nil. I've... I honestly thought I'd be poo at this game. So even if it, if I end up losing three one, I'll be pleased. Right, mine is a question. Mine is name the film that this okay. the beat the bugs are in. So, uh, which movie uh, did Mira Sorvino release a genetically engineered bug into the New York subway to kill off a bunch of diseased cockroaches? Unfortunately, those genetically engineered bugs adapt, breed, and start eating people. It's a Guillermo del Toro film. Del Toro. Mm-hmm. Um, from the nineties. Oh Christ knows. Um, the 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 horde, the swarm, the swarm. I'm gonna go with the swarm. 
I can't give you a klaxon for that one, mate. It is, is it? Mimic from 1997. Oh, it's not even close. <laughs> well, not sound the klaxon. Because the bugs mimic other things, oh, basically. Clever, <laughs> clever, clever. So Mimic. So it's nil one so far. Bloggy, nil number two, one. please. Give me, give me your number two. Dario Argento's skin-crawling phenomena revolves around a girl who can telepathically communicate with insects. But what was the tagline for that movie? Oh, you've got such a voice for radio. It's wonderful. Give me your antenna. It, it should have been. It should have been. <laughs> oh, what is it? It will make your skin crawl. Oh. I'm saying there's skin-crawling phenomena. Oh. And it's so obvious to me because I know the answer. It's, all, it's obvious when you know the answer. What was the <laughs> film then? Uh, Phenomena. Oh, of course, yeah, you did say that. Yeah, it's good, but it's yeah. not right. Okay. on that one. Of course, no, uh, no, no, no Claxon. No Claxon. Okay, yeah. well, here we go then. Number two, similar kind of question. Name the film. Which, it's a horror film, it's a horror sci-fi comedy film, so it's like comedy horror. Uh, which horror sci-fi comedy sees a parasitic alien slug crash on earth breed and transform inhabitants of a small town into hive mind controlled zombies 2006 2006 um slither you naughty go you know what that means (laughs) (laughs) it is slither by james from james gunn that's what that woman's like pass me the parson that's it? Yeah. Just like that? Yeah. Right, it's, <laughs> it's one all now. This is, uh, this is now suddenly gone from uh, a cruise to uh, the games actually got me more tense than wounds did. This yeah. could be it now. It's all or nothing. Bloggy, what's your final question for me? One of us is going to come out wounded. <laughs> one of us will be licking our wounds. Oh. I hate that phrase. Who licks wounds? I'm not a cat. Dogs. Yeah. Filthy animals. All right, well, Tony Todd, who's famous for playing the Candyman, mm-hmm. he uh, he apparently negotiated a fee for every bee sting that he received during filming. How much was the fee? And I'll give you a bonus, even though there's only three questions, you can't get more than three points. You just get a little, like, personal bonus for how many times he was stung. So what was what... the fee? And how many times? Do you know what? Questions? No. I I I oh, I can't think of it, but I actually read this about. Do you know when the whole Candyman trailer came out about a month yeah, or so ago? Yeah. I read all about this. I think it's on his Wikipedia or something. I can't remember, uh, but I've read Where this. Most of his money from apparently was charging oh. them for a bee sting. <laughs> yeah, I'd antagonise a bee just for a few quid. Uh, I don't. Oh Christ! I have honestly read this. So per bee sting, I reckon the fee was ten thousand dollars a sting. I've not got to double check because it, it could be that and because I've got math dyslexia. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the question again? How how much was the fee for every... Uh... For every sting and how many times did he get stung? Well, I reckon it's $10,000 and I reckon he got stung 18 times. Now, according, according to The Guardian, it was $1,000 bonus <sighs> and he got stung 23 times. Oh, I wasn't that far off with the stings then. Okay, no klaxon. So you got twenty three k, just for being stung in the gulp. He probably yeah, he probably got stung all over his face and. Yeah, to be fair, twenty three grand is not much not, to get yeah, like a face full of stings. I need a lot more for that. 
No, fair enough. Yeah. Well, then again, back when Candyman came out, what couple of decades ago, probably would have been worth a bit more, twenty-three grand. Mm. Yeah, Not enough maybe. to get that though. Yeah. Right, this is it to win the game. Otherwise, we're going to somehow have to get a tiebreaker to win the game. Which movie sees Ashley Judd and Michael Shannon become convinced their motel room is infested by flesh-boring bugs? Michael Shannon? Mm, I've seen this. Oh, fuck. Um, I don't know. Um, uh, um, I'm trying to figure what it could be called. The Creepy Hotel. No, Clarkson. <laughs> <laughs> the film is by William Friedkin from 2006, and it's called Bug. Oh, okay. <laughs> Bug. That quite good, though. Have you seen it? I have seen but Bug. It was, because I, I really like Billy Friedkin's work, obviously. Um, it's all right. It's, it's quite good. It, is, it wasn't as good as I hoped it would be, but it's uh, mm. based on like a Tracy Let's Play or novel or something, and... He works. He's worked him on a few films, but I thought it was pretty good. But it, it wasn't as incredible as I thought it was going to be. Well, all right. Well, there we go. I think you've won, haven't you? Uh, no, it's one all. It's one oh, one. So I think that the best okay. way to settle this tiebreaker, bloggy, you first. We're going to guess the movie tagline. What have you got? Be afraid. Be very afraid. Sounds like something I should know straight away. It's, it's, it's linked in with the game. Arachnophobia. No. Oh. Oh. It's the fly. Oh, you mother licker. Oh. <laughs> okay. All right, this is to win it now. Bloggy. Tagline. Man is the warmest place to hide. Um, invasion of the body snatchers? No, Clarkson. Oh, uh, what the was thing. it? Oh, fuck. The thing. Close, close. Okay, so we're still tied. Bloggernaud, another movie tagline off the top of your head, clearly. What's in that picture? <laughs> You're um, never going <laughs> What's in that picture? What's in that picture? Um... Um, we spoke about it in this podcast. We spoke about it in this podcast. Oh, you're kidding. What's in that? The Prodigy. It was Insidious. Oh, for fuck's sake. Did you know that was the tagline for Insidious? No. What's in this picture? <laughs> because of all the pictures of him with the old lady behind him. Oh, right. Oh, well. What's in that picture? Oh, crap tagline. Okay. What about my mom? Okay, here we go. Let's see if we can get this one. You ready? Okay. The tagline is, yep. oh yes, there will be blood. Is it there will be blood? <laughs> it's not a horror film. You're fucking I um, go. Oh yes, there will be blood. Uh, Carrie. No, Clarkson. Oh. Two down, nothing can separate the death by pod legends. Maybe this will be the one that does it. Bloggy, number three, tagline. You can't get rid of the Babadook. Oh, no. Um, um, the, the Babadook? Jaws. Jaws. Oh, <laughs> don't talk to It's Jaws. No, it's the Babadook. It's the Babadook. You've won. You are the winner. 
Okay, I'll get the victory. I did it. I'll give you mine anyway. Mine was check in, relax, take a shower. Oh, psycho. <laughs> I know. I, I, do you know what? Every part of my body was going, say 1408. <laughs> well, it turns out nothing can separate us when it comes to insect games or movie taglines. Well, it seems that we know more about insects than we thought. <laughs> yes, there will be blood. Um, Very much. Oh. There will be insects. We t- I hope so. <laughs> Coming up. So this one mm, is a, uh, what's that word? Oh, yes, a draw. So it's a draw this week. We've tried to separate ourselves. Oh. We could go on all night, but let's face it, we probably could go on a night with our with our brilliant knowledge and our wit and repartee. So, Bloggy, one more time. Did you like wounds? No. Leave it a die. So that ends this episode of Death by Pod. <laughs> Wounds. If you did like it, guys, mm. let us know why. We'll be back with our next episode. Let us know why. Please tell us why. Convert mm. me. You tell. Yeah, yeah. Tell, yeah. Tell us why you do like this film. But no, honestly, we're really interested in finding out. So next film is Contagion. Yeah. <laughs> Again, blog E Balboa mentioned it because it's you know it's, it's a trending film in it. And bloggy mentioned I watched it the other week for another show, um, so it's fresh in the old noggin, in the old loaf. And I was like, it works in the death by pod sense of what we talk about. So next up is going to be Contagion. But until we speak about that, bloggy, firstly, thank you again for coming on tonight and talking about the film. That's all right. That's all right. And if the world wants to find you, chug insider, uh, where can they in the world of the internet? You can find me at Bloggy Balboa on Twitter and Bloggy Balboa on WordPress. Go check her out. There's not many Chuck Insider pictures, but it's always worth it. Uh, find me what I watch tonight.co.uk, what I watch tonight on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Find the show at Death by Pod, all one word on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to send us uh, gags, if you want to send us game ideas, if you want to send us uh, film recommendations for us to cover on the show, if you want to send us photos of yourself, if you want to send us photos of your dogs. <laughs> Careful. Here we go. Yeah, 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 I definitely said dogs. Deathbypod at gmail.com. Send them all there and we'll be sure to send you back a smiley face. But as I say, that's that for this episode of Death by Pod for Wounds. Next up is Contagion. But until then, from me, it certainly is. See ya. And from Bloggy. I'm going to eat some stir fry. <laughs> that bye. rhymes with bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>